Hello, everyone. I'm here with my friend Arati, who is joining us from Ananda Village, where she lives with her husband, Dion. We, we spoke with Dion earlier, so this is the other half of that duet. Um, hello, Arati. So happy hello. to have you with us. So Arati, I know that uh, America is not your home country, that you started in Europe. Um, give me an idea of what was your childhood like? What, what were you like as a child? Were you thoughtful? Were you happy? How, how did you come to grow up? And eventually we'll talk about how you found Master, but who were you before? So, good question. Thank you. <laughs> uh, I'm originally from Spain. Uh, I live from the same city that Narayani, Elche. Uh -huh. um, I can say that I grew up in a regular family. The, um, the country itself, it has a lot of um, influence of uh, Catholicism. Uh -huh. uh, and I took my first communion and I went for, to church like for one year or two, so I will be graduated. Uh -huh. uh, so, but my family was, never has been very religious. So uh -huh. this was there. So I like to remember two things, like thinking about this uh, interview about growing up. One is that very early, the feeling or the thought that, what am I doing here? Huh. You, you're mistaken. I don't know to who I was talking to, but this is something wrong. I shouldn't be here. I, I had that feeling for, for a long time growing up. So I had friends. But, but Were you unhappy? Or did you just feel out of place? Out of place. Uh -huh. Yeah. Yes. I think I've never been unhappy. Like uh -huh. I didn't have a rough uh, situation or family or friendship. It was just fine outwardly, but inwardly it was something wrong. Like I shouldn't be here. Why I'm here? You mistake. You have mistaken. So. That was a, a memory that I had for, for a long time growing up. And the other thing also, I remember one day, uh, I've been given this little baby Jesus, like super tiny, but I put it in my, my bed on my uh, table and I would speak to him frequently. I knew he was baby Jesus, but I didn't know what it meant, but he was like my friend. Huh. And I remember when talking to him, I will see a star, not a spiritual eye, but like a very, like a yellow star, white, mostly yellow. Uh -huh. And I would talk with baby Jesus and that star. So they were my best friends. <laughs> really, how very interesting. How old were you at that time? Do you remember? So uh, it must be like maybe like six, seven. Six or seven. So when you took Holy Communion, you take it about that age, don't you? Six, seven, eight? Yeah, at eight, yes. Did you, feel, did you feel that the Holy Communion brought you closer to Jesus and the star? No, no. at all. I did it because I will receive a lot of presents and because I will dress as a princess. I see. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a beautiful dress. That was all what it meant. Uh -huh. Yeah, I had no idea. I mean, no. It, it actually didn't make sense. We would go to this um, underground place underneath the church. It was kind of scary. I would run for, for, it was like 
very didn't have that much light, no windows, it was underground, it was a little bit of scary. So every week we will go there to study about, I don't remember what actually. <laughs> <laughs> but it was when me, me, meeting masters and the teachings that I, I really connected with Christ. I mean, I understood better what Christ meant. So, so now when you went through school, were you a good student? Did you, did you like school? Did you like to study or were you restless and unhappy there? What part of it? Yeah, I think I was a good girl. I think uh, I studied and it was easy for me to understand things, especially science. I think my brain and my mind is very science oriented. Uh -huh. So like physics and math and it was very easy. I, I, I could see things. So that was very easy. It was, I think I was a good student. Uh -huh. I like it. Did, did it change when you went to high school or did you remain cooperative? Were you rebellious at all or did it all just flow for you at that time? Oh, yeah. I think high school was like the tipping point. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, I think because I don't like confrontation, I've been a good girl pretty much all my life. But maybe in high school, I started learning that I mean, I think maybe standing in my two own feet. So, and also I'll start, like maybe because friendships, I will start doing things not that healthy, not that good. Uh -huh. So experiencing other other things and going more into parties and a little bit more rebellious. What happened to the star and the baby Jesus at that point? Uh, good, so, uh, I guess they went into a behind the scenes, behind curtain. Uh -huh. uh, I, I think, I guess I will start experiencing life and I never had an, again that relationship with the, with the star until some years ago. I been trying to remember things from my childhood. I don't remember that star. But for sure, Jesus Christ came back and much, much stronger. And, and now he was grown up. <laughs> <laughs> and now he was grown up. Very good. Did you, did you feel in high school that this world was more your place? Or did that same feeling persist? Um, I think I get used to it. But there were so many things that didn't make sense. Like I really, I remember a lot like seeing, for example, couples uh -huh. that they would be together, either like relatives or friends or people older than me that they were married, but they didn't look happy. Uh -huh. And I will see them arguing or unhappy. So it didn't make sense. And I, I didn't have a boyfriend for the longest time and my friends, they started having boyfriends and they would say, you will die as a man. And I would, I would thought, better that than end up with a, with a bad couple, with a bad a partner. Yeah. So I think I didn't fit, you know, like I had a different perspective and that was a little bit uncomfortable. Because, I mean, I, I will have a lot of friends, but they will be very superficial, just in some areas, friendships in some areas. Right. So, so you were, then did you go on to study at university? Did you finish your education? 
So I started, I almost finished engineering. I've been trained as industrial engineer. Industrial, I wanted to be industrial, industrial. You're going to be an industrial engineer. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> so because I was so attracted by the stars and the galaxies, I wanted to be an astronaut. So, oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, I was picturing myself already just getting dressed and getting ready to go out there. Uh -huh. uh, but then to be practical, I needed to study something to achieve that. Uh -huh. So for things that happened, I ended up studying uh, industrial engineering. Uh -huh. And that could be something also very nice because I could see that that could be something with which I could change the world. That was another thing that I wanted to do. I want to change the world because it didn't make sense. It, like a crazy world mm -hmm. so if we can create things in, uh, that could be uh, environmental friendly we could produce things in a conscious way i think we could be much better and we could be much in harmony with with the planet but at some point i understood that, that mm, the whole system is it's just set up in a way that I don't think I can do that much going that road. Mm -hmm. so, yeah. so through all this part, you still don't know anything about the spiritual path. The spiritual path is not yet in your life or when did it come in? So I started practicing yoga when, I mean, like I was like around 20, 21. Mm -hmm. So at that time I was in the university. Mm -hmm. I was studying engineering but also practicing yoga. And because yoga, my whole life was changing big time. I, st I stopped doing like partying, doing drugs, doing, you know, mm -hmm. like bad uh, friendships. But I started to feel this awakening and something finally started making sense. So I will go to class, but also I will be practicing yoga. So when you were practicing yoga, were you just doing the yoga postures or were you just, just the yoga postures was creating that much of a change in your life? Yes. How, 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 how did you think about it? What were you experiencing that made everything so different? So it was like, like little things. For example, I remember walking on the street and seeing a flower growing up in the middle of concrete Mm -hmm. And I will start crying. Mm -hmm. Like, wow, I don't know, like seeing the beauty in nature and the strength in nature just like flowing, even in, in the midst of nowhere. Mm -hmm. Or also, I had a habit of like having my coffee, my cafe con leche, and a little bit of toast mm -hmm. every morning. That was a habit. And at some point, I felt inside, hey, let's change that and, and eat fruit. So every morning I would buy fruit, like a big bag of fruit, and that would be my breakfast. Mm -hmm. So I would go to practice my yoga, buy my fruit, and go to the university in, in nature mm -hmm. and eating that healthy, health, um, healthy food. So yeah, things started changing. And it started just coming from inside of you. It wasn't... It wasn't an idea, it was just the way you felt. No, it was something from inside. Oh, and I remember also um, my teacher would finish the class like reading something. 
and I would be more interested. So I would ask so many questions. He would say, okay, let's, let's save something for next week. <laughs> <laughs> I understand. So, so, so now you're at your university, you're doing yoga and you began to realize you couldn't change the world as an engineer. So where are we now? Okay. So uh, my, my teacher left the city, so I needed to find another place to practice yoga because that was what I, what I knew at that time. So I found this, um, this place, and when I called, like, hey, where are you, and, and what, is, what time do you offer your yoga classes, I felt that voice, that voice had something special. So I, I knew that that would be the place where I would go. So first time when I go to this super simple place, it was just like a bare room with a few pictures on the wall, like six pictures. And as soon as I saw those pictures, I knew that I belonged there. Yeah. And all, all these men were so familiar. I only recognized one, Jesus Christ, but the rest of them, they felt like my father, my grandfather, my, I mean, all were relatives. I had no idea who were them. But, and I asked my teacher, who are those, who are these? And he said, well, if you want to know more, read this book. And it was Autobiography of a Yogi. Mm -hmm. So he had an altar there, and it was an instant connection. I didn't know why, but I felt that I belonged there. Right. So did you read Autobiography then, because he gave it to you? It took me, it took me a little bit. It took me some months. And actually, I started, when I started reading the book, I felt like my whole life changed like drastically, like 180 degrees. Mm. And I was so afraid that I closed the book, put it back on the, on the shelf, oh. and I couldn't keep reading. I understand, yeah, yeah. But then my life is, again, went back into a miserable feeling. Like I felt so, like life didn't make sense. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Not at all. So I knew that it was only one path, one way, and it was through that book. Mm. So I took it again. And yeah, mm. that was the beginning of the next stage of life. Mm -hmm. So you then you graduated. Did you ever work as an engineer? Did you ever get you? You never finished. So it happened that um, and okay, when I was about to finish, uh -huh. uh, my mom got sick. She uh -huh. got very sick, and. Part of the time I will be in class, part of the time I will be taking care of her, and part of the time I will be working in the family business, helping my dad. Mm -hmm. So that was a very intense time. And when, uh, I spent one year abroad studying in Germany. Mm -hmm. uh, that's a whole story if you want, I can tell you more about that. But Jumping on time into the future, it happened that I, I was feeling divided. divided. Either continue with my studies or embracing the spiritual life. Mm -hmm. it, it was a moment that it, they, they, they weren't together anymore. Ideally, you will have, you know, like, ideally both will be together, but not for me. Mm -hmm. So I felt inside that. I should embrace one and I wasn't sure and a lot of fear. So at that time I knew Swami Priyananda and 
and I had a little meeting with him. And where did, you, where did you meet Swami? In Spain, or where did you meet him? So, I did a pilgrimage with a group of European people here to the States, visiting um, master's places. Uh -huh. uh, it would it be like three weeks visiting Mount Washington, Encinitas, and different places, but also Ananda communities. So for the first time, I met Ananda Palo Alto, Ananda Sacramento, and Ananda Village. Uh -huh. uh, being in the village was the first time that I saw uh, Swami Kriyananda, mm -hmm. and I had a like a little contact with him. Did he make an impression on you? Um, were you did you did you see him as, as something different, or did it just go by that first time? Uh, <laughs> so I I was feeling Ananda, and what this work meant, like I was amazed how a place like this will exist in the world. Mm -hmm. Because knowing the, how the world was, was like, this is amazing. Mm -hmm. So it happened that it was 4th of July. Mm -hmm. And we, some of us from the pilgrimage, we were sharing some thoughts. Mm -hmm. And I remember Swami being seated in front of us. And when I connected with him, it wasn't him, it was like, an ocean. It was it was formless. And then like everything connect, everything made sense at the, just in a moment. Like Ananda who Ananda means the second coming of Christ. Mm -hmm. All these people embracing the spirit, embracing a higher consciousness. And that man made it possible. So I didn't know details about his personality or he, I knew he was a direct disciple of Yogananda, but that made sense. Like, wow, that meant is something. Like if he could manifest not the place, but also the consciousness of all these people smiling all the time, <laughs> I would You know, you mentioned Christ again. You said that Jesus came back as a grown-up. Did he come back as a grown-up as soon as you connected with Yogananda? Did that happen right away, or did it take more time? I think it took more time. When I was reading an autobiography, uh, it's interesting because even if my mind is science-oriented, uh -huh. and many times I need proof to, you know, things to make sense, uh, reading autobiography with all those miracles is like, absolutely, that's right. <laughs> I mean, of course, there is no other way. Uh -huh. So even if, again, the mind, I don't know the mind, but it feels so real, it feels so true. I mean, yes. So I started connected with Yogananda, and maybe because some samskar, it connected also with that Indian part mm -hmm. inside of me. Mm -hmm. So at uh, the beginning, Christ, yeah, was there, but not in, in front scene. Mm -hmm. I think it was later, years later, just going deeper in prayer, going deeper in, in Kriya Yoga and meditation, and especially understanding the meaning of Christmas and, and Easter. Mm -hmm. Did you experience that with Ananda, or did you just come into it on your own? You experienced Christmas and Easter with Ananda? Well, I experienced before. I, every, 
uh, every year we will have a big Christmas and Easter uh, festivities there in Spain, it's huge. Mm -hmm. But as I guess everywhere it has become more materialistic, more into get together and eat, get together and, and argue <laughs> <laughs> or buy toys for the children. Uh -huh. So again, it was nice because uh, we will connect all the family, all the relatives, big dinners. Yeah. But it was in the presence of the of Christ there. But it was with Ananda. We we when when I saw more the spiritual part of those festivities. Did you did you feel Christ anything like you knew him as a child, or was it something completely new? It was the same in the sense that he is a friend. Uh, so maybe when I was younger, I related better with the baby Jesus. Uh -huh. When I was young, I wanted to have like five kids, at least. <laughs> Not anymore. Uh -huh. uh, so I guess I, was more, I related more with the, with the little form of Christ. Uh -huh. But growing up, like for example, when he came back to preach and, and to awaken other souls, and that was the new form. So when chanting to Christ is, even now, it's more like this friend that I can relate more, my, maybe like closer to my age. <laughs> so I know that you live at Ananda village now. When did you come to live at the village? So after that pilgrimage, that I came here for three weeks and it ended up being three months. Uh -huh. uh, I think coming and going uh, to the village, I've been living basically between Ananda Village, Ananda Assisi in Italy, uh -huh. and also in Spain. Uh -huh. So for years, maybe like 10, 12 years, I've uh -huh. been like just moving from place to place. Uh -huh. So but I've been connected with the village since the beginning since the beginning and but now you live there full-time when did you come to live yes full -time? so like two years ago two years ago and i know you met your husband there yes yes yeah we are about to celebrate this week actually our uh, wedding anniversary two years oh very good for you so Arati, what are you doing there at the village what kind of work do you do so right now i serve in the spanish ministry mm -hmm. uh, with Baltimore and gloria Mm -hmm. And well, there is so much to do. There is not only not only translating uh, things that are already there, like so many Swami talks or books or articles, also of masters, but also um, creating an environment so students can come and learn the techniques, practice with us. We are creating. We have like like different levels of engagement. Mm -hmm. So for people that just want to learn how to meditate mm -hmm. or they just want to plug a little bit, for those that want more, they want maybe become meditation teachers. We have a meditation teacher training online in Spanish. Mm -hmm. And we don't, we not only give the teachings and the techniques, but we support them all the way. Mm -hmm. And also we have the Kriya Yoga path. So for those that want to receive Kriya and commit uh, into their lives to master and the teachings mm -hmm. and the practice of Kriya Yoga, we also give them the whole uh, series and again, support meditating with them and, and whatever they need. 
So is it a full-time job for you from California to be speaking Spanish over the internet or writing Spanish or translating Spanish? So you live in America, but your whole work is really with the Spanish-speaking world? Yes, pretty much. Yeah. Yes, I, with my husband, Jan, we do some, we have been doing some classes either online or in person. Uh -huh. We had a meditation group in town for, for some months, mm -hmm. uh, like little things like that. But yeah, I can say like right now my full-time job is uh, with the Spanish ministry. Does that feel like something um, that is really appropriate for you? I mean, do you feel a particular attunement with that world or is it? Um, what is it that what is it that motivates you to do this kind of work? Why are you doing it? I think so. I think it's it's right. It feels right uh -huh. um, because something that motivates me a lot is because I've been living out of the community for for a long time. I will come here for a summer or one three months, but most of the time I will be somewhere else. And I miss, I miss so much satsang. I miss content that I can relate with and chanting. And so right now, offering that and creating the space for people that they cannot come to a place like this. They, they, they don't live in community. They maybe are the only one in their own family that meditates. Mm -hmm. So giving them the support, it's so beautiful. Like, hey, you are not by yourself. You are not alone. We are many and we are together and you have the support in us. Mm -hmm. So that feels right. That's beautiful. When you think of your future as a disciple, what, how would you like to grow? Who would you like to become? What is your ideal when you think about, here I am on the path of discipleship. Who can I be? Oh, that's a big question. <laughs> it's a big question, yeah. <laughs> Hmm. Right now, something that came a lot in my prayers is that actually I would like to disappear. Uh -huh. I don't want to be. I don't want to be in the middle. You know, like uh -huh. because if I do things because I I want or because I like, normally it doesn't go well. <laughs> so I just want to disappear. Uh -huh. But. Also, I feel like I've been given, I've been blessed with many gifts, uh -huh. and I want to offer them to Master. So if if he wants to do anything through with these gifts, I'm all his. I understand that. All right, I'm going to ask you a funny question. Why did you want to be an astronaut? And do you feel that anything of what wanted you, that caused you to want to be an astronaut? is part of why you're on the spiritual path now. You understand? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Probably it has a lot to do. Uh -huh. um, meditating in, in the universe, it feels so much freedom and expansiveness uh -huh. and expansion. So I guess, I think maybe when I was little, I was I felt confined in this body or in this world and the, and the way to feel free was just to think about the stars and the universe and the galaxies. And, and again, the whole science behind that, not just about molecules or, or like the physical science that we know, but also the, like the metaphysical, the consciousness, 
it feels so expansive, so right. So I didn't know when I was uh, younger, but actually I understood many things about engineering because I was practicing yoga, like how a motor works, how the energy and the magnetism works. It's like, of course, <laughs> but I understood that because of yoga. Uh -huh. So right now, uh, I don't miss being an astronaut. I don't care. <laughs> but I felt like like leaving this place just in medit every time in meditation, just like going farther, like like beyond all limits. So this is this is the stars that I was looking for. This is the I didn't I don't I didn't want to travel anymore because I knew that the, the real travel is in here. Uh -huh. Very good. So do you feel like you've reached what I mean? You feel like you travel in outer space now? Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> and the costume is much less cumbersome. <laughs> yes. It's much easier. I can do it anytime from anywhere. <laughs> what do you see your, you know, your involvement with Spanish-speaking devotees, do you, where do you see that going? Do you, do you see more communities? Do you see yourself traveling? Where do you see yourself with all of that? Where will, what will Ananda become in the Spanish-speaking world? What do you think? Hmm. Ideally, and this is my wish, because I don't know if that will happen or not, but it would be very nice to see how people embrace the teachings by themselves and create, they themselves feel the necessity to, of creating meditation groups and eventually communities. Mm -hmm. um, the whole world is getting into trouble and I don't know why the Spanish speaking countries, they also struggle a lot with society, politics and, mm -hmm. and well, these things. But what we are seeing is a lot of people wanting more. They also they they are not they don't agree with the with the ways that things are going. So they want to do things in a different way. I can see the teachings helping them a lot, and of course meditation groups and eventually communities. I don't know how I will be related with that, but if I can help in the process, that will be great. All right, my dear. Thank you so much. I've really enjoyed hearing a little bit more of your story, and I'm delighted that you didn't become an astronaut. <laughs> I don't think I've ever talked to anyone who actually envisioned themselves in outer space. So it's, yeah. it's you know, Asa, I would like to say something because this has to be has to do with Swami Kriyananda, and he, I mean, he has been an he is an angel, yeah. or yeah. even more. At some point, I was like doubting if I wanted I wanted to continue the studies or embracing the spiritual path. Right. Having this meeting with Swami Kriyananda, he said, "Well, if you want material success, you will need uh, you will need engineering. If you want happiness, you don't need it." Ah, perfect. So just with that gesture, it's like, okay, he never said in all the, the, the talks that I had with him, he never said you should be, do this or that. He will suggest. But it was so clear. Yeah. 
So yes, I'm happy that I'm not an astronaut anymore. <laughs> I embrace happiness. <laughs> Glad that Swamiji was there to guide you, my dear. Well, it's lovely to talk with you. Thank you so much. God bless you. <laughs>